What's up, everybody? It's Joe Lapuma. You are listening. You are watching the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I'm joined, first off, to my right, by my friend, Mr. Matt Welty. It's Friday. A little different. Yep. But we're inside. Vibes are up. Energy's up. White tees across. I love that. In to my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. He got the Uniqlo white tee. I noticed it. <laughs> you Uniqlo, can see it, right? It? Yeah, yeah you can see it. it. I'm familiar. Uniqlo U crew neck tee. Yep. Best in the business. Mm-hmm. Welty, are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, are he, you? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, because you know, he posted this morning. Yeah, I'm not. I am okay. not okay. You posted, I, was, yeah. I was not. I was not okay. You posted for a an while. Instagram story and you said, "I am not okay." I was not okay at that moment. What was happening? This it, was you up before seven a.m. doing more work than Joe Lapuma, as per usual. Yes. Always right. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it was just a. It was like a really heavy deadlift workout, and I just did not feel. It was one of those where you lay there for thirty minutes after and just contemplate your existence. Yeah. Let me ask you. Seth Rollins has a nickname. Do you know what it is? No. CrossFit Jesus. Yeah, he does CrossFit. Who's Seth Rollins? He's a rest, uh, very popular WWE and he's also wrestler. Let me ask you. Armenian American. Are you trying to be CrossFit baby Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Uh, you're leaning into it. I don't know. All right. He's not okay. Are you a Seth Rollins fan? Yes. Okay. Oh, we're starting to put together. But Seth Rollins does not influence my decisions. <laughs> well, uh, Joe's Seth, showing me a picture Seth of Seth Rollins, Rollins and I feel like cro- you're right there. How Seth Rollins became CrossFit Jesus. I thought this was you from the thumbnail at first. <laughs> you know what the other thing is? When he said, I'm not okay. So a little PSA as per usual when this happens. We're recording this a bit early. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get back to regularly scheduled when, when we return, but we're banking some episodes. So the Drake album came out yes. last night before we recorded this. And I feel like that is something that would throw wealthy off. No, no, no. It was a so, new Drake album. No, it was. So <laughs> here's like, I don't, not to like peel the curtain back, peel it but back, like, baby. no, with the, so with my group, like group chat of friends with our friend, Paul PG oh, and knows, other so people back at it. Of course. Is there's just a phrase in Armenian where you say love chem, which means I'm not okay. But mm-hmm. it's like a joke that we all say to each other all day. Okay. Like oh. I'm not okay. But I'm like in that moment also was not okay. Okay, so here's the thing. Did either of us ask if he was actually okay? I yeah. Oh damn! I oh oh, when the IG post went. Yeah. Out. No, no. I was sure that in that moment he was. He was fine. being a little dramatic. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think the next post was what French toast, like the the, <laughs> the rocks bagel? cheat meal, the, the, the rocks, the, the bagel rocks with the locks yeah. out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but am I wrong about the Drake album thing? I haven't heard it. What were you bumping in the gym this morning? Ah uh, man. Bam Bam. Uh, Taylor Swift. No. Uh, do, whatever they just put on. You don't have access to the playlist at the box? Usually not. I mean, one time on my birthday, they asked me, what do you what do you want to play? Well, let's hear it. And the answer was, Hootie and the Blowfish, hold my hand. Wow, that's what you're, that's <laughs> what you're throwing that's what you're, plates yeah, around? You know, like that's the deadlifts I, are going crazy. And you, <laughs> you throwing plates around telling me I only want to be with ear? you? Yes, I, I, I could do both of those. <laughs> okay. All right. Darius Rucker, Darius come on the show. Rucker? Come on the show. Darius wow. Rucker's a legend. That's ringing out in the gym. Yeah. Okay. Wow, look at Secrets Revealed on a Friday. <laughs> Feeling back the curtain yep. as much as possible. For sure. Yeah, the Drake thing, just to me, okay. when a new Drake album drops, it takes me back to a certain era and complex that oh, I yeah. have fond memories of, but I feel like you don't necessarily have fond what memories of. Like? I feel like you're always critical of, you know, circa 2015, 2015. being in Kinfolk. What's the, what's, what was the album? If Did you guys go to Kinfolk if, together a lot? If you're reading Not this, a lot. If oh. you're reading this, it's too late, that yeah. one. When that album came out, that was... When that album came out, you had to dress it was, exactly. It was like a him. surprise, or he announced it that night. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where we were. Well, not we. Not I mean, together. I wasn't yeah. with you. We were at the 
old kith office me victor ronnie some other people and the album victor, just dropped, victor cruz okay and yeah album just dropped and we were just we just stayed there for like an hour just playing you didn't playing take it, it to gold bar right after no we didn't go to gold bar that night but i forgot where we went but yeah i just remember that was the era of like people like standing on the couches yes like, this kin, is the zone i wanted folk, to get in like go off with the, go with, off. the with the with the squad yep. you Ooh. know yeah uh, dancing to Drake, like toasting their su- to their successes, and I'm like, dude, we write fucking blog posts on the internet. Like, what are we wow, like, popping? Wow, look shit? at you! <laughs> look at you! Exactly what are we? What are fun? Them? I know, but what are we like popping champagne about? Like the chart beat going crazy. I yeah. never, I, I never really went to Kinfolk with with. That was like, I went a few times, but not with like. That damn, was such a complex thing. Wasn't me. No. Okay. <laughs> I remember. Oh no! I can't, I'm well, you, to be honest, let's be honest. If it was me. He wouldn't have said people. It was, I just remember 2017. No, yeah, Joe. I remember. Yeah, exactly. I, I, so. I, we don't have to bring it up. I remember a very infamous night at Kim Folk. But we <laughs> Wait, can totally You said we there. don't have to bring it up, and no. then you brought it up. No, we can't bring it up. Can't bring that one up. Do you up. know what he's talking about? I uh, don't. Yeah, I think so. I'm not asking for details. I just. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> Are there safer things we could talk about? Go ahead. Go on your list, please. <sighs> What else? Um, some sneakers. Have we talked about the Gucci Adidas stuff on here yet? Uh, no, but. I love that stuff. Would you get so? I wouldn't pay for it. They're really expensive. That's I would not I pay for it. And but I know. And I know. I was talking about the people shouldn't say that the made in England New Balance is too expensive. And yes. here you are complaining about the prices of Gucci. No. Adidas. Hey, I understand why that's the price point, but I'm just not going to spend eight hundred and seventy-five dollars yeah. on a pair of shoes. That's all. I'm with you. You won't. You won't I won't. But Which I think one do you a, like? It looks. I think it looks really good as well. Yeah, I think some of them are good. Are cool, yeah. I mean, and it's exciting because I think Adidas has such a lack of good product right now. I just oh, don't think yeah. there's very much oh, exciting yeah. Adidas product. Easy to me is carrying that thing right now in terms of excitement, not in terms of sheer numbers. But I'm just like, what else does Adidas and, have going you know, on? The, and the problem too is a lot of times there'll be like a random shoe that like looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think we were talking about the other day. There was like a Supernova uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, shoe. that, that supernova like, runner is cool. There's some yeah, it looks stuff cool, but that. also in the back of my head, I know that like this is just kind of like a mildly cool shoe, but it doesn't matter in the grander scheme of like how hot is this brand right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Gucci Adidas is dope. No, but yeah. I think the Gucci Adidas is good. I was talking to a friend of ours who ended up getting a pair, mm. and they wanted to let people know that they run really big. I can okay, see that. I like the pink. The pink one. You're gonna buy them, Joe? Pink is no. nice. I think the standout pair though still is like the monogram. Yeah, um, I I trust me. I like those shoes. Look at our boy, though. Yeah, I like who, who those shoes, them? but man, Joe, who are you showing me a picture Paul, of? Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba and Gucci Adidas. Yeah, the, yeah. I just don't think you're close. Maybe just friend. for me, and I, I mean, I'm sure you guys have like different lines on it, but eight seventy five for a sneaker across the board is a line I'm not really willing to cross. No, unless it's for some old Grail that I've wanted for a long time. Yeah, there was a wedding I I went to recently, and I thought about like it was kind of like a beachy type of wedding i would mm-hmm. say and i thought about maybe pairing like a black suit with the black prada's america cup but i didn't i didn't pull it yeah i think mm-hmm. there's like a like Mer- prada america no cup. yeah i would probably in, i would probably do i have also another yet. shoe that runs big um but you know it's like there's a difference between oh you know a shoe retails for like 250 300 you're like that's kind of a lot but if i really want them i'll like maybe splurge and get the shoes mm-hmm. versus when you're getting closer to like the thousand dollar like benchmark where you're like uh yeah. yeah, I can't. Lot. I can't really cross that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not getting close to that just yet. Joe, you got some travel coming up. Can we talk about that? Well, you be out of the country for a while, or is yeah, it up in not, the air? Not a while. Short stay. Yeah. Long flight. Different country. International sneaker shopping. Shoot. Yeah. This, hem- this hemisphere. Meaning the western or the northern? 
I mean, at any of them. Uh, are, are you are you like going listen, to like? What well, I mean, the difference between going to a different listen, country and being like, hey, let me tell you, Trip Action sends the itinerary. I get in the car. I go to the airport. You don't I even know what day gate, of the week it I is. I find the gate and we land. But yeah, it was supposed to be a longer trip. It's <laughs> going to be a short trip. But excited about it. That's all I'll say. It's one that you know I always say, oh, we can't say. Really can't say. It's a good one though. Can't say. No. <laughs> can't say. Yeah, yeah. I have an exciting one coming up. Uh, tr- uh, vacay. Not a vacation, but a little trip. Where are you going? I'm going to go to Mexico. Oh, CDCDMX. And I'm going to see our mural. In person oh, for the first time, the mural. Did they invite you down? That or? beautiful piece of art that has immortalized us on the streets of Mexico City. So you never say where you're going to go. Is this a vacay or a trip? Or uh, It's not really a vacation. They're, they're... I'm just going out for the weekend Did you uh, to trip? attend a sneaker expo out there. Okay. Yeah. But most importantly, I'm going to see the mural. Meet and greet? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to some fans. Do you have your own booth? No, I don't have a booth oh, or anything okay. like that. They I just wanted that... to bring me out, and I think I'm going to appear on a podcast down there. Okay. I've heard yeah. that Mexico City is a really fun place. To I go. love it. and I've never know, been, but I've short, heard it's a short really... flight, right? Not too bad. Five okay. hours, maybe, I think. Ooh. But, you know, the important thing, again, I want to bring it back the to mural. this. Is we all have a reason to go to Mexico City now because there's mural. a mural yes. with our faces on it. Absolutely. Right there I next to... See that. Virgil Abloh and Jeff Staple and Justin Bieber and Yoon Ambush. <laughs> Good big, company. Big company. Patrick from SpongeBob is also on the, That's <laughs> yeah. true. Great company. Another, All our contemporaries. <laughs> another thing I want to bring up, and I want to get your guys' take on it. Truist Hawaii did a post about should JLP do a sneaker yes. shopping. It's not about me, but I want to ask you guys a question. Who would be the perfect guest to bring there? I, I love, told you, Obama. The, I love to... A comment on there that, saw, but what, what that I think that would probably be maybe one of the most natural people. Who? Max Holloway. He's a Hawaiian dude. UFC yes. Fighter. What yeah. about The Rock? The Rock would be good. But I'm just saying, Marcus who, Mariota. Who would be in Hawaii? Ed Catmull. I don't think he's throwing out names. Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Oregon Duck legend. Yes. Heisman Trophy winner. Yes. Yeah. Also backup quarterback right now in the NFL. So I don't think he's gonna make the sneaker Come shopping. On, man. Max Holloway. But here's Shout the thing. Max Holloway. I've, I've, I've talked to him, actually. Blessed MMA. Yeah. Joe, if you did a sneaker shopping in Hawaii, which I would love and all the Hawaiian people would love, mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel obligated to go to Kith? You seem like you spit up some water there when I asked. Oh, right? you <laughs> the, know what, the conflicts you know, are spinning. I would do it at Truist. Okay. People said PJ Tucker, which is like that would be cool because that, it'd be yeah, a real destination. And, for him. and that's yeah. why, like you know, we've had PJ Tucker on the show. Not this show. Your no, show. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple times, and like. But that would be one. Yeah. Do you know it would be a banger? Non-celeb-celeb like celeb guest. Don't say PG knows. Nope. But would, <laughs> but would make sense. Good luck booking so that. So you're in, you're, you're in Hawaii, you know, halfway across the, the Pacific. Hemisphere. Yeah. Also, I said halfway across the Pacific Ocean, right? Uh-huh. Someone else who lives maybe like three quarters of the way to there who could meet you in Hawaii, who would go to Truist and ball the F out, Big Boy Chang. Yeah. Mm. At Truist Hawaii, mm. buying all these super now rare grails. Yeah. That now would we're be getting warmer. I, you know, it's like I thought you were going to say someone Australian. No, but I think that that would actually be pretty sweet to watch. Okay. Yeah. Any any big Australian guests you've been targeting? Do the accent. Yeah, mate. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Daniel Ricardo, right, mate? Oh yeah, he passed. Yeah, passed. What about some Kiwi action? Peter Jackson. Do that accent. <laughs> <laughs> the, accent hour with do the, J- do the Jada laugh. <laughs> All right. That wasn't my best. It's okay. <sighs> what else we got? 
<laughs> Should we talk about shoes? I guess we've been talking about shoes a little bit. Yeah, we can. It's a sneakers podcast. The sneakers is still in the title? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Williams, foam runner type thing. It's like a slot. Is there like a retail price on that? No, sure. no, no, no info. Just interesting the, to see. Just you know, those, too. the Fear of God mules, the Bottega. Yeah. It's a thing, man. It's and a they, moment. They all look. I'm still team foam runner over all those, but the MMW one does look pretty cool. You know who else is team foam runner? A guest is coming up soon. Sneaker on. shopping. That will drop a hint on sneaker shopping. Oh, I don't even know that. Yes, you do. I've only actually worn my foam runners like twice and never outside. That You're missing the best. I only the got best the best way to wear them. I think, I think they're little. It's weird. They they run on the on the smaller side. Yeah, you're right about that. And it, it's only uh, full sizes. And right? it's weird because it's That's like full... that shoe doesn't stretch at mm-hmm. all because it's foam. So yeah. if your toe presses against the end, it feels a little funny. I'm sorry. I just realized yes. who's big on foam runners. And it's a good one. It's a good. It's a yes. good part. If I'm in Florida shooting and then I extend the trip a little bit, I have been like wearing. I need to get to the point where I start wearing like good sandals so like yeezy slides i have multiple pairs and mm-hmm. i just like won't wear them to the beach mm-hmm. i go to like cvs and i buy the little thong sandals <laughs> oh. and with, the, with the brazilian flag on what about what they not even the, not Javianas. even those what is it? not even ha- Javianas, like yeah. the three dollar ones oh. and like i really need to step it up and like you know what you need to cop to really bring it back is the are the reefs no the old Tevas? the old navy the American flat sandals. Did you ever wear the July Fourth like, Old Navy shirt? I know no, you did. I, Don't no, lie. Made of glory. Yeah, no. no every no, year no, no, they no, did no, the no, July Fourth. I never, I never had that. The, you didn't know New Hampshire? No, no, I never had okay. the straight out of Walmart. The, I never had the no, the Old Navy did every year the little flag. I thought no. I never had that. <laughs> okay. Do you guys wear like expensive sandals on vacay? I know you wear the foam runners, but I need to like if, the, say you go to the Far Rockaway Beach or whatever, or Jersey City. We go to yeah. We only do Jersey Shore. Okay, Jersey Shore. So you go to Jersey Shore. Get it right. And like, there were two you, pairs of wear, sandals yeah. that I was thinking of buying, and I never ended up. Which ones? Buying them. There was a pair of Adidas Adilets that were in like the National Parks pack that okay. were like a Gore-Tex a upper on it, which was weird. And I was like, <laughs> Gore-Tex on your slides. Yeah, and I was thinking, or like Cordora or something yeah, like yeah, that. And yeah. I was thinking of buying those. I never did. And they also did a Spezial Adilette, but those sold out. Like, oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, but it, it just it was all navy. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sweet, but. I will say the two slides that I have, um, I don't want to say struggle, but mm-hmm. it's not really things I picked out. Yeah, I have a pair of uh, Fila slides that got sent to me from our good friend Dennis the Disco. Okay, shout um, to Dennis. Um, Sorry about Boston. And then there's a pair Oof, of a uh, one, Complex Con uh, Sandal Boys exclusives. Oh, that I have a gave pair me. of those. Shout out to Franolation. I got Those I gotta, are the two sandals. The Adelets are perfect. Remember they had the ID. I made one all black Dude. and all red. You can do Adidas uh, Adelette. Uh, let's be let's be real custom. though. Adelette slide uh-huh. should be the original. Is the elite yes slide out of Jerry any bra- wears them. out of any brand. Breaking I news. I've never actually worn them. Breaking news. Yeah. Joe just got. A I don't text. know if we have to blur this out. I'm on Slack. You guys aren't. Justin Ballas, keep my name out your fucking mouth. We made the cut it because I I, I don't want to bring Slack. The sound Joe made when you uttered my name, I'll remember that for a long time. This is a smear oh, campaign. Wow. Let, let me clear my name. We we may have to take this out. I don't, but we'll ask him if uh, <laughs> no. it's okay. Look at it in all we, caps. We, we, gotta, he give, heard we it. gotta give the context. This is Justin Bolas from First We Feast. We, we were talking two weeks ago a, a little bit in our about him last thumbing, episode thumbing about his nose up at your choice of restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> how how much of a elitist he is when it comes to food destinations in his hometown. Damn, he heard it. Not even 24 hours to respond. Look at him. (laughs) It's like a Drake Pusha thing. 
<laughs> pair, pair of slides that I'm surprised that Joe isn't going in the archives to get. Are you hunting down on StockX, which I think is still early the, in the day? Let me know. One of the coolest slides StockX. ever done. eBay. Because they were like 24. Oh, He'll yes. be on eBay. Yep. 2014, I think. Uh, it was the um, the fragment Nike Banassi slides. Wait, so I have a pair of Banassis, not the Dude, fragment ones. When They're the Banassis were hitting. Suede. It's a it's a it's like a gray black suede upper and with no branding. I on. really wanted the liquid metal Nike Benassi slide, yeah, yeah. and I remember exactly where I was in Portland, Oregon, on my phone trying to buy those. Mm -hmm. I think that was pre sneakers. I feel like that was a Nike.com drop, but or maybe maybe it was sneakers. Someone will remember, but I remember really wanting those. those. Stussy Benassi slides are sweet too. I don't have that. And also, I, I, I just want to say to all the people that we mm -hmm. love out there who are running sneaker meme accounts. I do not want to see you post. I saw this like a thousand times in the uh -oh. past, like two weeks. Is that it's like? It's not the one of you. No, in the it, Heelys. It's the one of the guy who left his Banassi slides like in the car and they shrunk or something oh, like yeah. that. I have seen that post everywhere. Oh. Stop posting it for engagement, please. Okay, thank you. You heard it. Public service announcement. Oh, uh, should we do some more public service? Should we give away some sneakers? Let's give away some yep. sneakers. All right, with our friends at eBay. As we do every week, and as we remind you every week, or we try to, it's only open to U.S. residents. We appreciate all our many viewers across the globe, but you just got to sit this one out. Here's how you can enter to win a free pair of sneakers from us here on the Complex Sneakers Podcast. If you go to ebay.complex.com, you can submit a question for us to answer here on the air. If we pick your question, if we select your question, we're going to select for you a special pair of shoes, and we're going to send you those shoes for free, courtesy of eBay. Joe, should we get to the shoes that we're giving away? Absolutely. What's the sneaker? The sneaker is behind your back. Two times. Two time. We gave two these time away before. Winner, yes. Okay. It's a, it's a great grail. The guest, the guy who designed them, was on this podcast. Go check that out. Pre YouTube. Yes. Pre YouTube stash Air Max ninety five. Let's look at it. I would ask you to throw it to me because I want to hold it in my hands, but I'm worried the bubbles are gonna. It's a little cloudy. I'm not gonna lie, but maybe it's something that you just. <laughs> we'll be put... doing ASMR, yeah, but Air Max cloudy. 95. Let me ask you guys. Dying. How... So you see how cloudy? How how long will Can these I hold last? It? Yeah. Seven. Oh my Dude, god! I'm so sorry. That's I'm right. so sorry. Steps. I am so, left-handed. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get it. Yeah, I am left-handed, and also not good at sports. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Both I'll get of those it. things. So the people who can't see the visuals. Joe tried to hand me the shoe, and it uh, was in my hand for a brief moment, and then it careened. Not even close. Uh, well out of my control and onto the floor. But the good thing is there are no shards of the shoe decorating the floor beneath us. No. <laughs> heard that. Still in one piece. What do you say? You uh, can't just play sports. It reminds, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it reminds true. me of a – do you guys remember when there was – this is very random. Do you remember when there was like a Pagal – Nike basketball yes. tournament yeah, yes. of course. in the complex. Team. We got smoked. We I got smoked. And it was like it was like Maurice. Uh, I forget who else. Didn't have the right amount of ringers. Sean, but Sean like... Evans was on the team. He was. Yeah, and there was like a one of the street ball announcers. I went. And they kept the guy kept on giving him a nickname. He's like, does not play basketball. I um, remember that. And didn't the ASAP team win? It was ASAP worldwide. It was like ASAP we... versus the Pagal team, which I is remember. a bunch of yeah. We got smoked that night. Beautiful shoe. Sorry, I'm going to hand this back That's to okay. you. That was a fun event, though. But yeah, this is a great pair to have in the collection. And the person who's getting it, Omar Ortiz, Dallas, Texas. He asks, what is your underrated favorite shoe of the year so far? I got an easy pick. And we'll come back to this. Beams, because... Reebok? No. Because... Beams, Beams. Eames, Reebok? <laughs> well, Beams does Reeboks, too, so okay. I'm not mad at you. Soon we will probably come back on here and discuss our... 10 best sneakers of the year so far list. Y'all mm -hmm. will get that soon, but underrated real quick. To me, the New Balance 990 V3 Sea Salt 
one of those Teddy Santos pairs. That's, that's the, the white one? White, yeah, the white leather one. Those are nice. With the yellow toward the bottom. They look a lot like that This Is Never That. Did I say the brand? Yes. Yeah. This Is Never That 2000 2002 R. Um, I, I like them. Very clean. And so many of those New Balances I don't participate in because they're all so suede, and I don't love He's suede like, sneakers. He suede shoes. I don't hate <laughs> All right. But that one is leather, clean mesh, a little bit of yellow on there. I like those a lot. Would, Underrated would, to me. That would be a dream during the finish line days. You walk in and they're beat up, and I just have the white leather, and you're trying to sell. Not him. <laughs> we know that he's not trying to sell. But me trying to sell yeah, you the were, white leather, yeah, you the white leather the scuff and stain cleaner. Mm -hmm. You come in, they're dirty. Oh, what, one more thing I have to show you. The, oh. the 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 scuff and stain eraser. Are you, the, hold on, are you getting down on your knees and, and yes. buffing the scuff off the toe box with 100%. my shoes? One hundred percent. Wait, wow. I thought, yes. you would do that for me? Or I for, did it for, for a customer. I, I thought, Every customer, but yes, scuff and stain eraser <laughs> was magical. And, and you the do white it well, leather, um, scuff, it's not even dirt. I, I didn't really do that, but deep bruises would disappear. Gone, Wait. especially on the shoes that you just said. All white leather, easy. Four ninety nine. I thought you were. Would you rather pay four ninety nine now, <laughs> or would you? Pitch. Would you rather pay four ninety nine now, or would you have to come back in a month for a new, a brand new pair of sneakers and Sir? spend eighty? Here's my oh, money. Good, I'll pay the four ninety nine. Here's my him card. In the, him in in the background with the Arthur meme, just uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 vein popping out of his yeah. forehead. You can also, use, exactly. you can also use this show, but anyways, uh, <laughs> not about that. <laughs> in the words of Dom Kennedy, shoe cleaner, heck no, a rag and some wet soap. But Sheesh. anyways, I thought the joke was going to be, because you were talking about the shoes being a little yellowed, is that you'd have no problem selling shoes back in the day to Brendan at finish line because he'd be the one guy to be happy to get the, the, the faded display <laughs> shoe. Because it was more vintage. Because yeah, yeah. like the, like the right one's yellow. Faux vintage. I thought that I that's where you were taking the that's joke. That's where I would have drawn the line to be like, oh, the plus vintage wasn't really a trend back Scuff then. Scuff and stain won't take yeah, that out. The yellow, you'd have to give a discount. Hit the me with some C-Glow. I'll be glowing. Bab, zoom in real quick. Look at how good this looks. I don't know if it's just a monitor. Look at how good this shoe looks, though. Anyways, what's your... What's your uh, your underrated shoe, Joe? These, and I, I'm happy I wore these. I know you guys hate them. Yeah, I know <laughs> those are rated perfectly for me. I think these are underrated. Low on the hierarchy. I think these of are Supreme underrated Nikes. just because I like them. Supreme Zoom Flight 95. Yeah, I, I like them, and and not that it matters, but I will say when I wore them on set, like people were like, oh, oh our boy Sergio. So I will say our boy Sergio is like, oh, those actually look. That matters. Good. Yep. So that's a it's a big cosine. I say I would say these are. These are my underrated. If I had to think right off, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. How about you, Welty? Is that a sort of shoe you could caught like set tripping in or something like that? Because of the bandana. Yeah, it's black. I mean, what's what's yours, please? Okay. Just um, answer the question. <laughs> what is your underrated shoe? Now that shoe. you put it out in the world, what is your underrated? <laughs> I would say I, I've, I've worn them, and I've said it's one of my favorite shoes this year. Was the highs and lows A6. Yeah, Joe eleven thirty. Which people keep on asking Take me it back to Australia if that shoe is going to release other places because I guess it only released at highs and lows only in other stores in Australia, and yeah. I don't think it is. So, sorry. All right, all right, we got it. And Omar, shouts to you getting these great pair, classic, beautiful Stash Air Max ninety five. Stash Air Max ninety five. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, should we bring on our guest? Absolutely. Someone we've been wanting to have on here for a while. Yep. Mm hmm.
Our guest on today's podcast has held design and creative director positions for some of streetwear and menswear's biggest brands over the past couple of decades. Getting his start being around the retail scene in the 90s, he ended up working for Supreme, where he was part of some of the most hyped design projects in the brand's storied tenure. He's even had his own laces company, Starks, that ended up collaborating with everyone from Marc Jacobs and Colette to Timberland and Cause. As mentioned, besides Supreme, throughout his years, he had stops as the head creative at Billionaire Boys Club and Burton Snowboards before starting his own studio, Studio Diamond, a full-service creative agency for product design that has helped with footwear design for Memphisto, Nike SB, Iraq Times Adidas, and more. We'll get into all those different projects and more with today's guest, our friend, Alex Diamond. Alex, welcome. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Got a couple false starts, but you're here now. So happy to have you. How's it going? Very well. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Definitely. <laughs> it's an honor for us because, Alex, you're one of those guys who, like, your name is around a lot. And you're one of the quiet, behind-the-scenes sneaker people that yes. you've contributed to a lot, but it's not totally transparent what you've contributed to. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Like, I mean, uh, sort of a conscious decision. I kind of hate doing stuff like this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, we'll for five minutes. It's not, you can say it's not like NDAs signed that, like, <laughs> like that forced that? Or there, no? that there's been lots of NDAs as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I kind of decided to go behind the scenes. I, I was doing press when I was younger, and then... Mm. I don't know, I just sort of didn't like it, you know, just the, especially the sneakerhead world, it's like ruthless, you know. Um, <laughs> Did it ever backfire on you back then? Or No, not necessarily, but, you know, I just, uh, I, I just like, I think um, being good as a, as sort of a self-promoter and a networker and things like that, that's a skill set in yeah. itself, you mm -hmm. know, and what I care about is product and culture and uh, design, you know. Um, and it's not like my first nature, so it's just sort of something that I, I sort didn't necessarily need to do. Um, and then also for some of the companies I worked for, it's very not about that. Um, so it just really wasn't my lane, you know. And I decided to go more, way more behind the scenes. Sort of became too much of a ghost. Uh, and every year, you know, beginning of the year, I'm sort of like tasking myself, like, all right, I'm gonna try to be a little more like visible this year. I'm gonna because we have to... like, you know, we had like Salehi on the show recently, mm -hmm. and he talked a lot about like having to go out there and brand himself to like yeah. kind of step away from just being the person who's like the creative director at mm. the brand. You see yeah. people making those moves and you're like, I need to do that or else I'm going to get left behind and not get opportunities. Or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happened years ago and it, and it sort of, and I saw it happen, you know, and I was just sort of like, well, not this point now I'm a bit obsolete, you know? So, but I'm doing all these things behind the scenes. I'm working every day. I'm busy, you know, so it sort of didn't matter, mm -hmm. but, at the end of the day, opportunity for me is most important. And so much of the work that I've had to do, you have someone that is, uh, you know, let's say like the final sign off mm -hmm. and they don't un necessarily understand um, or get or know a fraction of what you know, right? And to have to kind of bend and water something down or have something come out not as you envision it is, a frustrating process often, you know, to make those compromises. Um, and that's a part of life, right? You know, it's a, everyone has to make a compromise. But uh, that is something that is definitely, in the more recent years, really encouraged and pushed me to, to be more open to do stuff like this, to, to try to find that visibility, to understand the marketing, um, which is such an important piece. I mean, even marketing a shoe, right? It's, yeah. it's success is often how well it's marketed and, you know, a number of other things too. but. Alex, uh, we always talk about the shoes we're all wearing before we really get into it. Can you describe what you have on feet here? 
<laughs> that's funny. I didn't know about this part. <laughs> oh. Probably would have worn something different because it's a little embarrassing. It's uh, the Mephisto that I uh, did and recently and uh, worked on. So <laughs> I guess I'm wearing my own thing. But uh, that's cool. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Look, I'm I'm wearing my own thing too. I designed these at Complex Gone a few years back. This really? Is the, this is the Air Force done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Air Force done. I like that. It says it on the tongue. All right. Cool. So we're both tributing. Yeah. A little embarrassing, <laughs> yeah. but all good. <laughs> yeah. Wearing um. Zoom Flight 95 Supreme Collab. Little nod to our friend over here who joined us. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing the Solomon. I think this is the Skyline colorway. Beautiful shoe. Yeah, love those. Nice lineup. Yeah. I feel like we got, we got to talk very explicitly about the things you're, you know, you've been working on for the past few years. One of my favorite is the Olivia Kim collection for Nike. Can mm -hmm. you talk about your role in that? I know Olivia is your wife. Yeah. How involved were you in designing those sneakers? Um, you know, Olivia and I have always sort of collaborated mm -hmm. uh, since before we were even a couple. Um, we had worked, I, you know, with my company Starks. I had done uh, mm -hmm. lace for her with opening ceremony when mm -hmm. she was uh, there. And um, we, we just, you know, I get her, right? And I know yeah. her references and I know her... Um, what what she responds to yeah um and she's a, you know she's always been a sneakerhead like she had jordan fours yeah. that she bought at fulton mm. uh you know like before she, she knew you yeah, yeah 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 like when she was you know just coming up and and i know you know grew up like going to palladium and you know raves and was straight edge for a while and the tunnel and hip-hop and Oof. you know sway and all these different things yeah. these cultural important things of new york is um, she stopping people out of the tunnel <laughs> i think so i think <laughs> so yeah she was there a couple of nights when uh <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, so, so when it all came about, it sort of started as just the NXN thing, which she started for Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. Um, what's with, her role at Nordstrom? Uh, she's a VP of creative, okay. um, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, she, you know, uh, had this cool opportunity and we sort of, and then the people at Nike that happened to be working on the project, um, were old friends uh, that I've worked with over the years. Uh, and one of them, I mean, with Dave, like, I mean, I literally went to a job interview that I had no interest in, uh, you know, taking at the time. This is many years ago when they're opening up 21 Mercer. This is Dave just, Erickers. Yeah, 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 Dave Erickers. Just so I could, uh, you know, be like, listen, like, thank you. This was, this was great. I have this guy that you need to meet who's so good. And, you know, like, they're like, oh yeah, who is he? And he sent him and he got the job and, you know, Dave has done an amazing, uh, things at Nike and has really done his thing there. And he happened to be, you know, like just by chance, a part of it. Um, so, you know, we just all really started vibing and, and kind of connecting and then they'd done some design and, you know, I, I think Olivia liked everything, but she was sort of like, I'm thinking a little bit of this. And we started collaborating together and, you know, like I had gotten her, um, I guess they're actually dubbed Cav fours, but I always called them the Knicks fours mm -hmm. years ago. And had, yeah, yeah. she had this like picture that she had taken with a fur jacket and, and the fours. And, you know, it's kind of like how the pony hair came about. Like I just came across it looking through my, you know, reference and archive and was like, boom, you know, and like yeah. we, we, you know, we just continued to kind of flesh it out like that together. So uh, I was pretty involved, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know she's she's the final word there was a couple things that i really wanted to do differently yeah. that yeah she vetoed huh yeah yeah like the the friends and family clear i, I i'm actually still thinking i might need to um like customize a pair find someone who's a good customizer to, to do was a it, pair was it just... your idea to do the betty boop 
Air Force One? Yeah, or? the the no the yeah. the Betty Boop was was uh, you know, I mean, talk about culture, right? Like yeah. there's there's literally a bootleg Betty Boop Nike. Uh, you know, apparel like Canal Street Bootleg. style from yeah from yeah. the '90s, right? And and it was such an interesting sort of process to to repackage uh, appropriation like that, yeah. you know, and then like have it actually come out with Nike, um, and that sort of tapped into a lot of what I was saying, like the rave culture, the flyers, you know, all the logo appropriation that happens within uh, that world. Can you get the license? Did you have to license like the yeah. Betty Boop? logo and all that sort of stuff yeah nike didn't bootleg it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you know sometimes it's yeah. like they draw it and it's like a little bit off and they're like we, no no we, no <laughs> it was it was um and you know we actually sort of changed her wink into yeah. a swoosh which i thought was a That's really cool, cool yeah. uh detail in that you know um but yeah it was it was done properly with them and um i love the footscape the zebra footscape that was, was a great that was a moment when my girlfriend was looking for the right pair of sneakers and you know sometimes women's sneakers there's yep. just not that much cool stuff out there and i was like this is the one yeah footscape and, and the the moab the brown the yeah, brown yeah, moab yeah. those are nice yeah. too you know i wore them for rick ross's closet episode he literally was like how could i get a pair of those yeah i told someone from nike but we ended up buying them and we sent it to him and he like two weeks ago he sent he dm me him wearing it like uh well We'll put the fit in, but have you oh, seen the wow. fit? No, that I Alex actually just sent that to you <laughs> two weeks amazing. ago. He he DM he DM me it. We'll put it in. I'll send it, I'll show you. But yeah, he had the the Moabs on. They're fire. Yep. Did he have a shirt on? Thank you. He did have a shirt on. It was a full <laughs> fit. Full fit. Full fit. Important question. So, um, yeah, that was I, that was a really cool moment. I wrote you when I saw yes. that. I was I was psyched. I was really psyched. And actually, you know, I have a sample of that that has Betty Boop on it. Mm. Um, on the Moabs? Yeah, wow. that we ended up not being able to do. There was an internal thing that sort of happened and some, you know, uh, stuff that had come up where, where there was sensitivity around the Betty Boop from another project, and we sort of ended up having to take it off. And that's why those ended up friends and family sort of as well, um, which I think is all right to say. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they were really cool. I mean, that's that was basically a retro, too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was an existing style. Um, but, yeah, I love that, Moab. And going back to some of your early days, like I know that w when we were talking about this, you're like, Fat Joe used to come in and yeah. like the era of like the Uncle Dunks and the yeah. Floms. Talk about like that time period, seeing the shoes and like the people who were gravitating and coming in the stores and, and buying them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was crazy time. Like Nord, I think, is one of the coolest, if not the coolest uh, sneaker boutique in New mm -hmm. York uh, mm -hmm. history, especially the Eldridge Street one. Uh, you know, the Lafayette Street one was cool as well, not to discredit it, but it was just like such a special space uh, and time, you know, when, when all this was really starting to bubble, I think in many ways, you know, and mm. it was such a small store, you know, with the brick wall and, and just the, the way it was built out. It was, it was really visually sh uh, compelling and strong. And I mean, it was, it was just such a talk about like sort of classic New York, right. Yeah. And the, the sort of uh, mixture of like kids from the neighborhood and, and, you know, the, the lower at the time was, it was, New York was starting to change, you know, yeah. but it was still the lower, uh, still, still LES and interesting characters coming through from family little kids. So then like, yeah, Fat Joe and yeah. Alchemist and, you know, um, I mean, so many others, you know, like yeah. just legendary sneaker figures from Europe that Stash and uh, Future had relationships with, and you know, funny things that I that I've seen and experienced. Is there, there a legendary story about a 
owner of a Japanese. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys know about I, this. Okay, yes. I saw thank it. You, thank you. Okay, okay. <laughs> really? Because yes. I, okay, I had, he asked, talked about, I had he asked Stash about. Can we say the name yeah, or I, no? Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say the name. You don't have to say the name. I had asked Stash about this, and I'd heard he the story from a couple me. different vantage points of who slapped who. But the story I heard <laughs> is that there was an altercation between Homeo of Atmos and Stash. I don't know if it happened in Nort. It sounds like it did. Uh, somebody owed somebody some money over some bills. Maybe there were sneakers involved. Is there anything you could say about that? You said you said you saw it happen. I mean, has Stash ever talked about this? <laughs> we had. <laughs> I don't want to blow I do not said? remember his Stash answer. Stash said, I, "I forget." We we did ask him about that on this podcast, and he kind of demurred. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't answer in a straight. I think he was kind of like, "If things happen, things happen." There you was. Know? There was. Yeah, things happen. But he also said, "I give Alex full permission to tell the details." Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't know about that one, but yeah. but things happen. Yeah, and and I happened to be there for that, along with uh, Sean and Matt, two amazing uh, dudes that I worked with there. Uh, you know, that was that was just such a yeah. When, I, a who slapped time. who? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know if it came to slaps, but there was, there was, you know, there was something that when, when it, you see things like that happening, it, you know, cause that's so many years ago and you're back of your head or you're like, am I like, I'm witnessing a weird like piece of like streetwear history that's occurring right now? Or? I mean, at that time I was young, you yeah. know, like, so I don't even necessarily think so. I was just like, that's crazy, you know, and there was a lot of like, I mean, I had dudes flash knives. I've had, you know, over like over, over wanting to take a JD sport back that he said was yellowed. That wasn't, you know, and, and that he bought and, wow. you know, things like that, wanting things early and everything was always no tax. And, mm. you know, um, there was just, you know, there was just a lot of, of funny things, debauchery and, and whatnot that went on, you know, yeah. like I wasn't there for the blackout, uh, you know, that, what that happened was, at Nort when the blackout hit, you know, I think Neil and, and who was sort of an OG Supreme dude and, and maybe even it was like Joe Thompson or some of those dudes held it down at the time they pulled mm -hmm. up. Bob's was a kind of really cool legendary bar next door and, and they held down the block and, you know, they were good in the hood, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. the, the neighborhood. So, a life was a different story from what I heard, but um, I don't think anything really happened. But but you know there was just there was always a lot going on over yeah. there. It was um, were, were there big lineups in that era when you were working? In there there wasn't really you know it wasn't necessarily there was I think like the Espo was and okay. I think Espo mm. might have came through with like an ice cream truck or, or something around that time for that one. I wasn't working there just yet. Um, and Jay Kwan, uh, 360 Toy Group had a store that was on that block. It was just you know such a unique little uh, stretch of retail. Yeah. Um, but like, did the uncles like? release at Nort when you were yeah. there and yeah, what, yeah. what are like those days like where like in hindsight you probably you probably know that it's a big shoe but like looking back now yeah such an uh, iconic shoe what were those like days like when an uncle would release yeah I mean we knew it was going to be a big shoe then mm -hmm. you know um and we were really fair you know there wasn't like backdooring and things like that going on mm -hmm. um Matt not at all Nah, not that I honestly really not that I remember any of that. Matt and Sean just weren't like built like that, uh, and and myself either. Uh, and you know, it was, it was really like we we all knew. I remember like bringing them down into the basement and yeah. seeing them being like, "This is gonna be a big shoe," and mm -hmm. it was a big shoe. But I don't know what it's worth. I feel now. like in that era though, it's not like backdooring like it is nowadays, where it's like you're not selling someone like eighteen pairs of yeah. uncles. But it was very like. 
I don't know how it was at Nort, but it was very much like if you knew someone, like they'd hold you a pair and you could come through and pick it yeah. up sort of situation. Yeah, totally. We did that, do that. and yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, it was just holding it for them because yeah. they were consistent shopping. Like there was this crazy guy. Uh, fuck, what was his name? Um, you know, he had a Bentley and he would show up in a Ferrari and, you know, and he would just come every week and, and drop some, yeah. you know, and like it was kind of a pain in the ass, to be honest. But. But like we would hold them down, you know, and and like yeah, Fat Joe or, mm-hmm. or whoever it was, you know, if they wanted a pair, we would hold them down because they were family. You was know? Fat like, Joe into like the SBs? Nah, he was an Air Force, Air Force One guy, one. Yeah. and and I think is you know one of his old bros. I don't know if they're still even, you know, but he would come through for him a lot mm-hmm. uh, because you know I'm sure Joe is busy and yeah. and uh, but um, but yeah, you know, like we would if, if somebody asked, and and I mean, and then even neighborhood kids, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. that just wanted it, uh, you know, it was really like it was still such a, a smaller thing at that point, you know, it was still more the the real crazy numbers and resale value and things like that that really I think kind of corrupt. Did, uh, you know, like sneakers to a degree hadn't fully blossomed yet, you know? Mm-hmm. You said, you said, hold them down, hold you down, Alchemist. Hey, the segue. Look <laughs> at that. Look at that. There Let's we go. go. Let's let that one go. Um, <laughs> I know you had, you had posted it like, you know, a few months back, and I was yeah. like, wow, I didn't realize that was you. So people don't know it's Alchemist and Prodigy, and in the in the music video, they're going around to all these different places and shopping <laughs> in the kind of underlying plot is that their money's not good anywhere, but they can buy everything with the advanced copy of their CD. Yeah. So they walk into Nort, yeah. pick out all the Air Force Ones, and yeah. then they try to, Alchemist tries to like pay for it in cash, and you're like, you were the, you were the cashier, you yeah. wave him off, and he gives you the CD and gets the shoes. Yeah. That's all it took, a CD. <laughs> I'm easy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was you know, their concept. And uh, it was, uh, you know, that was a really cool moment. Um, at the time, too, still kind of, you know, just was like, a, I mean, Prodigy is such a legend, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's so sad that he left us so young. Uh, mm-hmm. What a gifted, you know, I mean, just nobody has lyrics and, and just put things together like him and that was you know super cool to be in a in this video with him to be honest i actually didn't even post it paul or someone like an account posted it and then uh paul pg knows uh yeah. put it up um our armenian bro and um, there there's you know, there there's I, like uh, people are like how is paul not the first armenian guest on the show it's alex <laughs> which i'm obviously happy to have you but everyone's like we need paul on the show we need paul on the show we need paul. i i mean i i should have brought him we, he and i could have been up here freestyling would you <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! You and P, you and PG were freestyling back in the day. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, okay. was, was he, oh, was he a rapper? <laughs> no, I don't know. I thought I, it was I, just a joke. I was hoping we were uncovering some more hidden history. <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing. Uh, if you're the one who can make it happen, that would be incredible. Because yeah. we've been begging him. For yeah, the what chicken, feels like the years chicken now. Scorpiello and the and the pasta didn't get him here. Sufficient. We're not sure. We took him to an expensive dinner. It's still not here, but we'll see. Yeah, and and I want to go to one of these dinners. Yeah, that's good. Say less. <laughs> say but, less. But the you know you said. The thing getting posted online yeah yeah so so yeah um you know it was it was i was actually gonna save it to maybe post around now we could hype this up but um it was uh you know i i think like i just became friends with with the alchemist uh you know from shopping there and he's a huge sneaker yeah yeah. head anyways yeah yeah yeah. i mean i lost touch with them over the years Mm -hmm. but um he he definitely was uh he was always he was one of those dudes that always came through um, and then he was like, "Yo, we want to film this video in here. You think it's all?" And I, you know, hit up Lenny and Stash, and they were like, "Yeah, cool, whatever," you know. And and just sort of like, 
we did it. I brought in, I, there's like a, there's a probably 80s or early 90s box. I forget what they were, but of dead stock, something that Dave actually from, gave me or I had from Packers mm. um, Back that, that's Erica in the stack if you look. Yeah, cause yeah, it's all like the orange and brown box era. Yeah. But then like I brought in like some dead stock and it's in there and uh yeah, it was it was a funny thing. It was a cool thing. Had the crazy like hat tilt. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like one of the guys who's in that same orbit. You know, I know he was close with Paul back then. Is Leo Gamboa? You yeah. guys did Starks together, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah how did you start that up? Lace company accessory you know, for sneakers. I met Leo and Nort. Um, you know, he he uh, worked construction at the time, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, Leo is uh, an OG low head and sneaker head as as I was, and anyone that grew up in New York City, and you know, he. Uh, we just hit it off. He would come through with his young son and, and, you know, just super nice dude. And, and we, and, you know, Lee, at the time, Leo also was like an amazing sneaker hustler, you know, yeah. like he, he, uh, you know, just, he was telling me about he, he and Paul used to go to the sneaker, you know, yeah. soul collector events and just with a table full. Yeah. Of well, Paul said samples. he used to walk into like Leo's house and just see a kitchen table full of shoes. Yeah. He'd never seen before. Like he won, and he, he won some like sneaker contests at Nike yeah. town that I happened to be at with stash and future. I remember being in like some secret room in Nike town that we didn't know exists at this event. And like he won and I was kind of like, Oh, Leo from the shop. And yeah. you know, Do you remember what he got some like super rare uh jordan 9 mm -hmm. you know like a player exclusive or something i can't there's a picture of him in like times square holding yeah. it i can't remember uh oh, wait, what it maybe was, it's one of the one piece like the deer skin jordan maybe it was that level? it was like yeah. orange or yeah that's like what i'm thinking of off the top of my golden head. brown yeah um but uh yeah you know so so we became you know friends and i you know at the time everyone was doing like t-shirt lines right yeah. like it wasn't like anyone in downtown that didn't have a t-shirt line and uh i went to school for menswear and uh, marketing and you know had a fit a, yeah fit and and had a, a you know proper background in in you know i mean even tailoring and and you know couture seams and all this stuff that we learned you know we we're drafting patterns and whatever and i wanted to sort of challenge it's really easy to get a t-shirt blank and print you know in a graphic i wanted to challenge myself growing up skateboarding uh you know skate sneakers always came with mm -hmm. um an extra lace you know and i always kind of like swapping out laces i remember i had like breads before they were mm. uh <laughs> name breads and and i uh, had the double lace in them like a red and a black yep. lace uh and you know just always really liked laces so i wanted to sort of challenge myself with that and you know with accessories there's really high minimums right so you have to produce like a thousand or 500 on some after yeah. i started doing a good amount of business with them um and you know leo knowing what he knows about sneakers and and um you know, just, just his, his sort of mentality. Like he's one of those people he gets into, he goes, you yeah, know, yeah, like 120% yeah. uh, was, a, I thought would be a good partner. So we, we get, did Starks together and it was a really cool thing. Uh, at that time I had switched from North to Supreme. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, yeah, Pookie who, who lived above North actually uh, got me a job at Supreme uh, because, you know, it's like a tight, Closed knit group of New York City skateboarders, yeah. uh, you know, like he kind of got selected for something Were like that. Were you guys that. doing like, I think I remember like my, maybe I'm off, but like like cement print laces and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Did Jordan Brand? Because I know at the same time there was like Mike, Mike twenty three. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, they, they, good friend of our the the show Michael Vincent yeah. was like part of. But and he got like he got fully like his whole company got cease and desist. Yeah, <laughs> but did they? Did Jordan Brand hit you up? 
for doing some imprint laces? No, or? I I collaborated. We you know we uh, collaborated with Nike. Um, Air and Force One, our Clark Kent one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then again with uh, with Lance Armstrong and Livestrong uh, laces and um, something else too, like a City Pack. Uh, there was a few things, uh, and I did an an SB, um, but that wasn't. It was gonna be Starks, and then ended up not being. But um, Actually, Bradley got a whole page of uh, press for that in Complex that got turned down by Nike, which was pretty devastating. Damn. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, nothing ever happened, which I'm surprised. And then there was a Gucci lace, and actually that one was uh, Leo's one. idea. He was he was on a construction gig in Midtown and saw somebody walking with like a shopping bag, mm -hmm. and the string, the handle was like a lace, you know, and he was like. Uh, which Red was an amazing one, yeah, yeah. The, the the stripe, and you know, I don't know that you can uh, sort of like copyright uh, mm -hmm. stripes. Although a project that I worked on later on, a nine one seven Nike thing, uh, supposedly Tom Brown went after them on. Uh, uh, oh, okay, the uh, stripes, yeah, the red, white, uh, navy, which was originally we had a whole Wimbledon colorway that you know didn't pass legal, and then it went to that. But, anyways. Um, yeah, the the cement print was never nothing ever happened with it. We always talk about accessories and big box like selling accessories at like finish line and footlocker. The late yeah. the the um slabs with all the laces. So many times, like you said, a black and red eleven, we would put. Do you want to have the black and red laces back in the day? <laughs> Did you ever think of getting into a big box chain? Retailer? We, we were approached, um, and I, you know, thought about it, mm -hmm. but I also like my my mindset has always been like quality over yeah. quantity, and I've never really gravitated towards any sort of mass type mm -hmm. of uh, situation and things, you know, especially at the time yeah. being submerged in in Supreme and you know in the world and sort of the cloth that I was cut from. Like, I I never wanted to. I'd rather you know. Colette order like three laces yeah. and you know like totally. it's supreme and and you know have it in in stores like that and i mean i think i even remember james being like alex you gotta like you know sell to these you know yeah. like that's you're not gonna make money with it otherwise but it wasn't it was it was really more like to have a creative outlet of my own to see what it was like to run a business um and uh, you know curiosity and and just sort of how long did you stay with starks or were you there until uh you it was my thing was i mean yeah, you know i wasn't sure if you left and sold it or anything. yeah you know i could have kept doing it um but i just sort of didn't want to do it i got yeah. i started becoming known as like the lace man almost <laughs> it was like the yeah. seinfeld like the ass man like yeah. i was like i'm lace not you. just the lace man you know yeah. like i, I do so much more ventrill lace at one point? yeah and then the, yeah that was probably one of the last things that we did yeah. you know like were people just, mad a hundred dollar pair of shoes i don't know i mean i i didn't price them and and i would definitely <laughs> wouldn't have done that i'm sure they were you yeah. know i mean i would have been but <laughs> that was like was i just knew you would have been yeah like yeah. Uh, my my homie cam and and heron and whatever yeah. uh, and you know like they'd hit me up to do some work and which was you know a debacle and uh and then they were like yeah do a lace and i think they saw the v files it was a couple laces yeah, yeah. i don't know if like i think it was like maybe four laces or five laces that okay. sold for a hundred i don't know it was like a hundred per lace right. I, hope, I hope that was a hundred just for the left and yeah. then another hundred for the right, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but yeah that was a, a wild one <laughs> yeah. you did the the shuku yeah punk, right yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, the Shugu was was my first time ever working with Nike, which was I think it was like it came out right when the recession in two thousand and eight hit, which was quite an experience. And I was you know at that time still doing retail for Supreme, so mm -hmm. 
I uh, literally like designed them, uh, you know, the whole thing, and then even like ordered them because I was also the footwear buyer for a Supreme, and then unpacked them and priced them and you know put, laced them up, put them on the floor. Like the it was like the whole 360. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, like I think one of uh, the worst uh, things I've ever created. Uh, wow. It, it, I mean, I shouldn't say that because, you know, it still holds a special place in my heart, but um, I would have done things way differently. You know, it was like sort of a first up to bat. I was still super young. Um, And and I liked the conceptually, you know, the whole thing. But there was people that I was I remember going to clientele talking, I think, with like Matt George and Mm -hmm. uh, Joe, you know, clientele's uh, right across the street. Yeah, at at the the time, time, right across the street. Um, and because I had an age midsole, I've always loved age midsoles mm-hmm. and playing on on you know whites. I've been doing that. I think probably the longest. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's become such a trend. Yeah, right? for sure. But um, and I kind of wanted to go with that one. But like at the time, age soles flopped so hard. Like it wasn't. You know, they did the uh, oh, Air yeah. Jordan KO a little bit after, yes. and yeah. it was yes. like a brick. I think they did a bunch of like vintage running shoes yeah. at the yep. same time yep. too that, that nobody time. liked. Yep. Yep. I think those might even have been Junior, right? Yeah, Junior yeah. was the yeah. first. We gave, them a, full, yeah. we gave them a full page in Complex, and I yeah. think they sat. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they've, yeah, and they're so good now, too. And, yeah. I mean, you open up any of those old Lightning catalogs or whatever, and yeah. you see, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, I ended up going with that sort of clear, you know, uh, translucent sort of like, which looked kind of like Shugu when it hardens, which mm. was conceptually strong, but I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't know that I liked the tongue, you know, but... It was a it was a good learning experience. It was interesting. I, I definitely made a lot of mistakes in that. I got into it uh, with some of the people over that press situation that Bradley was so kind to hook up. What um, was what happened? You know, like it just wasn't. It's not how you go about things. It was me being young. You were like hitting um, Bradley for complex press, and he would do it, but. It, they didn't wanted go to stream- the official Nike Yeah, they channels. wanted to streamline. They, you have Listen, to, man, if you don't go through the official yeah, Nike channel, which, heaven which was forbid. totally well, on Bradley, me. You know? Bradley was like in the scene and like probably talking to, and you guys were friend and like talking to you and that's yeah, and how, a lot, natural, how yeah. a lot of it came about. Yeah. Yep. You need seven Nike PR people right. on that phone call, buddy. Right. And, and that was me being young and not knowing how to handle things. And yeah. then I even think I wrote like a scathing email at the end of it and like CC'd everyone. It was like such to the a Nike bad, people? Yeah, that were SB... <laughs> You know, dudes on the team, just like so young, so stupid. But that's how um, it happens even now. Like yeah. that's that's how things <laughs> but happen. But you're still working with Nike. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah. like we got over it or whatever. I'm still friends with it. Yeah. It was one dude in particular that, that turned it, and he just turned it down in like the most kind of like, I don't know, like toxic masculinity way. It didn't it end like, up running yeah. in complex yeah. though. Uh, no, it didn't because Damn. they. But but you know, like t- to say like. I, I didn't know what I was doing, right? right? Like, I you need to clear that. You need to first go to PR and say, hey, right. you know, like, right. I have this potential opportunity. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, how do you feel about this? It has to be collaborative. It has to be. And Nike controls all that. Yeah. And they're very protective as they need to be. So, you know, I learned over yeah. the years. But there's so much stuff like that that goes behind every yeah. single sneaker release. Like, you know, that the public never knows about oh, yeah. things. Amazing ideas that get shut down for you know, one person's ego or, you know, like things like that. Politics. Yeah, politics. Do you you remember like, like the reaction to the shoe? Because I know like 08 for SB was like right on that line where it wasn't quite like the golden era, but like SBs were still like, had a little bit of buzz. Like what was that like dropping an SB like in that time period? Yeah, it was, it was like still, I 
feel like maybe the Tiffany's had come out prior to that, right? Um, and there was still short. When did those come out? Does Tiffany was 05, I think. 05? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was a bit earlier. It was starting to kind of slow down. And, and that was the thing was like the, the stories and, you know, like. I think it, it was right when the Doom Dunks had maybe yeah. come out. Yeah. And that was actually one of the. It took like. Year, there was a lot of start and stop. There were so many samples. I mean, you know, just talk about like amateur moves. Like, I, mm. you know, was driving the, the poor product line manager crazy. I, I think he actually like said something like Was this Rob Cece at the time or who would this No, be? I can't even remember his name. Um but uh I think Rob was just in sales. Okay. Um but uh or always was in sales. I don't think he was ever, you know, on a creative, but could be wrong on that. But um he was like he said something like, You need to stop like hitting the pipe and uh <laughs> and, like, you know, tweaking with this thing. Like yeah. you're like I was driving them crazy, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um but there's actually one of my favorite details about that dunk flaps always sort of would uh, fall down. Yeah. Mm. Um, I put a little like bar tack stitch so that that wouldn't happen on those that. Uh, I always wore them with the flaps just yeah. giving All up. over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the no shrugging. liners. I remember the, the NL, the brown NLs. The undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. And, and the, the flaps just being like, we're, we're not even trying. Yeah. <laughs> we met we met at Supreme because I was probably going to get samples from yep. you that Bradley put in yep uh talk about some of the releases there that you I, I always tell the story that i was like bradley obviously being one of my mentors yeah. like the supreme blazer and oh, yeah. i never wear white sneakers never yeah. to this day still don't really wear white sneakers and he was like hey biggest like, mistake of your career well one of them not, not biggest I'm mistake joking. yeah 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 but we're uh but he was like hey like um i think we could get these supreme blazers what color do you want and i was like so influenced by him where he was like ah, the white one's the best pair and i was like oh i loved red and i yeah. love black still to this day and and he was like yeah the white one's clearly the best pair i was like oh i'm gonna get the white one too and he like got me to get the white the white pair never ever worn them he wore them and like he you know they look normal and great on him but Talk about a roundabout way of saying, like, talk about, like, th some of those projects that you were there for and, like, your involvement and, in, in, like, what the, that era was like. Yeah. At that time, uh, I didn't work on that blazer. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love that. You sneaker. were there. Was... Were you there at the store? Yeah, yeah, I okay. was. I was. At that time, I was just retail. Um, was it I... a hectic release day when they dropped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was definitely a hectic one. Those old Nike. I mean... You know, there was a lot of uh, sort of milestones in Supreme's trajectory, mm -hmm. but like the obviously the first dunk low was, you know, because that was what sort of I think changed from like a predominantly Japanese market and then getting it right away early from even yeah. like, you know, the movie Kids, I think, was such a launching point mm -hmm. for Supreme and, you know, the Washington Square Park scene with mm -hmm. like Pang or, you know, one mm -hmm. of those dudes wearing Supreme box logo and the fight, yeah. you know, all the, and then like them doing inspiration shopping, coming to New York uh, and seeing these guys in the store, like while yeah. not acting the same, you know, it was like the, the, the early stages of uh, blending commerce and 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 retail you know and um sort of like those lines morphing you know that that we have nowadays but um it it was just a huge shoe those yeah. those first couple nike uh supreme collaborations really like opened up supreme i think to a whole new audience and also just like what was happening with sb at the time yeah but yeah those blazers were amazing and to be honest i got the red ones i think i might have gotten a, 
even all of them because so I liked them so much. Um, although I didn't like the tongue. I, I never no. thought I would have rather the foam le- that tongue. That like luxury leathery yeah. skinny, right? It was the same. Yeah. It had yeah. the quilted uh, stitch mm-hmm. and then it had like a leather uh, applique with a little like gilted gold uh, swoosh that right. I remember. Right. It was, that part was like a little too much. Like the back was perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe a foam tongue would have been a little more like Orchard Street and you know, like the ref. But um, but yeah, those were the, the but the white. I, I get it. You know that is that yeah. the white sneaker that traumatized you. It, it took me a while to start <laughs> no, wearing. It's not even the, no. It was before that that I would never wore white. But I just the black and red ones would be like one that on any given day if You'd I wear. like I would like look and be like you know just the uh, picture of try, Kanye like lacing up the tr- red pair. Yeah, yeah. Try to justify oh, like oh do I, I really want to drop a lot of money on these like even today? Yeah. But yeah, it's just like was the, wasn't it we had. Dom, Brooklyn Dom on the show, and he said that he like ordered all those shoes from Nike, and they got pissed at him. It was either that or the Supreme Dunk, where he had like figured out the skew and found a oh, way I think to, it was to, a dunk. to call his rep and order the skew, and then being like still shipping them and not realizing until later you can't oh, have them <laughs> he like somehow siphoned all the supreme's yeah. like supply on the shoe yeah. and just had him sitting oh in. wow yeah that's kind of <laughs> shady 304292 i think is wow. the six color for a dunk uh and then the color code would be a three digit after the, wow. i think yeah. all of them started with that um yeah. yeah that was yeah you were heavy into the accessory design which is one of supreme staples now every time even obviously to this day they announce uh the new lineup and people are looking at the accessories what are some that you were really proud that you had a hand in um you know with with uh supreme it's like one of those things like supreme is such a mystery and and right you know uh james likes uh, you know i think it's always good to kind of keep it uh, say less about Supreme, Got but uh, there was a couple. You know, there was there was uh, some of the. What are your favorite Supreme accessories? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> you know, crowbar, punching bag, boxing um, gloves. Yeah, you know, like uh, the Bible stash book was was mm. really, uh, and that was actually a friend of mine's idea that pitched to me. But mm-hmm. but uh, you know, there was there was uh, you know conceptual. I think I think just overall the. The idea and a lot of it was from New York culture and mm-hmm. things like, you know, mini bats and stuff like that. You would go to Shea Stadium yeah. and my graph writers would like hide them in their sleeves or mag lights, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that. And, um, you know, and just sort of referencing even the batting gloves, you know, and things like that. that like you Man, the picture. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, gloves. but, you know, it's, it's just sort of like tying cultural significance behind some of uh, these objects. Right. And that approach. Uh, and and that importance that you know i think a lot of people are kind of like what is this what is it? you know like this is this makes no sense why are they doing that yeah. or they're just putting and i think you know if you didn't know and if you don't understand the cultural importance uh you would think that it was just slapping a logo on something but right. that's really like where the beauty lies in all of it but yeah. i feel like that's where a lot of like supremes like most viral moments have come from yeah are the accessories yeah, yeah ironically enough right um and you know accessories are a great thing and that's uh, even with the laces right it's seasonless it's genderless uh there's there's well not all of them you know Mm -hmm. but but um 
they're just a unique thing. Like I remember learning in school, like, you know, Ralph started with just neckties, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to have an angle and to have, a, and, and even amazing brands at Supreme, you know, there was that old article where they were compared to Chanel, I think in Vogue, like yeah. many years ago, like nineties, you yeah. know, um, it's like and, a downtown shopping thing or it's, yeah. it's a shopping scene in New York comparison yeah, it was a, about Supreme what, versus Chanel. When Supreme cool got bought by VF Corp, what was your, take on that it was uh interesting you know it's an interesting placement especially because you know north face collaborations were such a thing too and mm-hmm. that was something that you know was uh growing up in new york north face was something that was so dear to me uh you know it was such like the 90s new york like is all polo and and north face right um and nike <laughs> and yeah. sneakers yeah. And, and kicks but um it was yeah i mean i don't know i, I mixed feelings you know because it was just it was interesting to see but it's just such an amazing company i think that is the you know best brand of our generation or of you know the past uh two decades you could say and really in the 90s for me you know it was just such a special thing back then uh for a new york city skater and the you know skateboarding was this predominantly sort of uh white california Mm -hmm. you know surf and and Mm -hmm. new york city skaters were mostly like uh, people of color and, and a mixture and it was such a tight-knit community it was such a sort of um i guess uh, you know kind of anomaly in a sense you know because like people would yell at you like what are you doing that yeah. white boy shit you yeah. know like it's you know do a kick and then like uh tony hawk pro skater came in, do a kickflip you know and like <laughs> and the harassment and you know it's just such a special time and such a special company i think uh you know there's there's no other brands uh, streetwear brands that kind of come close yeah I want to talk about sneakers a little bit more because yeah. you, you've been involved in so many and it's hard to tell again how involved or like what you did on certain projects. Can you talk about your work with Iraq on the recent Adidas sneakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was in Korea um, uh, doing a project and they had one of those, uh, is it Consortium yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. stores? Um, yeah. The Handshake logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had like a special kind of just like, it was more like an exhibit and I happened to see them and I think like, uh, Clark Kent or someone had posted them recently and it just kind of got in my head, you know, it was in the zeitgeist or whatever. Um, and I had been doing a lot of work with Adidas at the time. I'd done an outerwear line for them. Uh, and, you know, it's a bunch of all-timers projects and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. And um, had a good working relationship with it. And I just sort of, you know, uh, I had done a North Face uh, project and Kunle, I had to model it because, uh, you know, uh, Kunle is such a like, kind yeah. of important person to that it did, like I was saying the New York 90s and North Face and what it meant and um, he uh, you know and he's he's always been a big inspiration I think he's mm-hmm. a really really important person mm-hmm. um, to New York culture and and uh, you know I, I I had a feeling that I could pitch it to Adidas and uh, Kunle would go for it and you know, with a little bit of uh, talking everyone into it and but everyone was down and yeah. and uh you know we kind of went from there and then um Kunle and I from there then you know I sort of said let's do some more merch because it used to be a brand right? Yeah. right um and and that sneaker is like has a cult following I Definitely. think yeah uh, you know like someone had told me there's a, there's someone at Adidas in Europe that was like I would you know give up a limb to for those you know things yeah, like for the that. original yeah the original yeah yeah and uh there were some limitations you know we had to use a zx and you know different things like that and we failed gore-tex testing like six times Mm. like it was like a legendary like uh, failed attempt on which would be so well suited for iraq this sort of like you know 
scrappy, derelict, like yeah. scrappy graffiti crew, you yeah. know, like, um, so there was like models that have, I think like 2018, 2019, and then finally 2020 and then COVID happens. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, just talk about like, you know, funny things uh, that come up in, in these projects so often that nobody hears about, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to work with Kunle on that. Um, and then Iraq, you know, and then like Virgil, uh, you know, wore the hat, uh, yeah. to that yes. Nike fashion show, which is probably yeah, one of the last event. big events, um, yeah. where he's also, uh, in the leaf, you know, Arteryx in the yeah. picture yes. with like Drake and all, yeah. um, which, you know, then also put this spotlight on it for all these young kids yep. that, that, you know, unfortunately. Travis Scott starts popping out with Yeah, that, Travis Scott, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, he wanted them too, and, you know, um, and Virgil bought that you know it just shows like how uh amazing he was and supportive he was it jammed up the the because the credit card i think was a french address or whatever they thought it was fraud or something oh, like wow. that wait virgil um, bought the iraq hat yeah himself and yeah his credit card couldn't go through yeah uh you know and and that was just so cool of him to do yeah. you know um funny enough like i uh, you know uh, i mean it, it it was it was a really cool moment. It mm -hmm. was a really cool thing, and uh, and those sneakers, I think everyone got so excited about, and and you know so much of what goes into sneakers and their success is the buy that gets placed, and I think you know they kind of ordered way too many of them because because yeah. Europe was just like geeking on them and freaking yeah. on them, but. Um, it was it was a really cool project. It was it was uh, one of the important projects for me. Yeah. And you get to do the quarter snack dunks. Yeah, as yeah. well. And I think that one's interesting too because you know you talk about the Shugu dunk kind of being at like the end of Nike's first run of SB or the popularity, but then you do the quarter snacks. Yeah. And it's right in the middle of like when the Nike SB like yeah. reemergence. So you yeah. kind of get like the second go where the shoes maybe even like receive bigger than the first one was. yeah 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 the first one i didn't really work on i came in at the end the first quarter the first quarter yeah, dunk okay. and and cleaned up a little bit and did some things which then also led into another dunk that went through a whole like ringer of things that sort of became eyeshots uh refined um mm -hmm. you know sort oh, of the slim down yeah version. the slim yeah. down one um but uh uh, that was a whole other other interesting like behind the scenes story to that one that I won't get into but um but yeah the that was a really cool moment like I think Travis you know started wearing SBs and, mm -hmm. and it just SBs started becoming this thing again mm -hmm. um the second coming of them all and uh and those were supposed to come out a little earlier too but it was cool Costa funny enough uh Costa owns Quarter Snacks does Quarter Snacks is mm -hmm. like uh you know like a younger brother to me like mm -hmm. he's he actually used to um ship Stark's <laughs> laces and uh did our website and everything I've you know been friends with them forever and uh we did actually a few uh, Nike projects, but of course the dunk is the one that, you know, everyone. But yeah, that was a really cool uh, project. It was a really cool time. Um, and then, you know, trying to reference the old NYC logo, which mm -hmm. was a, a cool thing. And yeah, Nike NYC lockup. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah lockup yeah. that, that almost didn't happen to, but somebody went to bat for it, which was amazing. And uh, and yeah, that was a, that was a really another another sort of uh, sneaker. I, I really didn't want to do a print, but Costa was it was mm -hmm. his time to because the past ones had been more toned down. He yeah. he normally the one was like all black. black yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I want to go crazy this time. And I was like, but right now, like the color black is mm -hmm. the move, you know, and it was, there's there's always those sort of things and discussions. Sure. But I think that print and, and then, you know, the, the sort of cultural tie back to zebra cakes and yeah. to yeah. quarter snacks and to all those sort of things was 
nice touch. Is there a shoe that you always wanted to work on that you haven't got a chance to work on yet? One that if, you know, especially with, with working with Olivia and then working on your own stuff as well, is there one that you would love to get your chance at? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's so many, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I was a kid that like, used to put sneakers when I first got them on the sneaker box and put it on my table and just mm -hmm. like stare at stare, them yeah. and you know like common stories you hear but uh, it's just uh, you know I love sneakers so greatly mm -hmm. I, I mean rod lavers yeah. <laughs> uh, I've always loved rod lavers um, an Air Max 120 I've always loved uh, Air Max 120s one. yeah, yeah. Um, that was a really cool sneaker in downtown um, Air Max 95 just because that was like, we used to call them the old dirty grays. Uh, I was so obsessed with those uh, Hirachis. That was one of the first like nice sneakers that I, you know, I, uh, um, Jordan 4s was a big one. That yeah, was really cool to get to work on because that was like, you know, I, I uh, came from a very uh, working class, middle class family and like my brother got those uh, fire reds and that mm -hmm. was I think what started it all for oh, me. Great. So that was, you know, and to be able to get the Nike Air on the back was really a big thing too, you know. Um, 99 pairs with the Nike uh, Air, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just so important to, well, on uh, Olivia's. Oh, you know, I see, I see. That yeah. was, you know, the first time I think on a woman's uh, that it nice. existed as well, which was a pretty cool moment um, and thing. And they made a pair for uh, our daughter, which Amazing. was like so cool, one of one. That wow. was like, I think that's probably the coolest like uh, sneaker that we have. Um, but yeah, uh, probably, Probably 120s. Uh, if you had told me this, why I could have. There's, there's definitely. You would have had a yeah. list of like. Oh, man. I mean, your demands. Put it out in the atmosphere. I want this shoe. This yeah. shoe. This shoe. This shoe. I uh, even Jordan too low. Like uh, I mean, it just it just depends, you know, because things go in cycles, right? Yeah. And and the the sneakers that we gravitate towards, you know, uh, depends because something becomes so big and you kind of get sick of it. And yeah. then, You know, like a Jordan one. You know, like yeah. and I love Jordan ones. And then like Jordan ones, I kind of was like just became so popular. It's like you know, but um, that that. That would be another definitely dream one. As someone who's worked with so many brands, what footwear brands now do you really like? You know, kind of everything. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I got really passionate about sort of like, uh, uh, I guess you could say wellies. It's like an English term for like the boots that, uh, you know, I guess yeah. Kanye started wearing and mm -hmm. then it became a thing. We were doing this landscaping project and, uh, you know, the landscapers were all wearing them with the pants tucked in and, you know, like, I guess with the comfort of the pandemic and, and, you know, Boston's and, and Crocs and, yeah. you know, the sort of like ugly footwear trend yeah. or whatever that, that, you know, became such a thing, um, slip ons. And, uh, you know, I think a very important thing with footwear is how it looks with your jeans or with your yeah. shorts and matching up and proportions and, mm -hmm. and how all those things work. So, uh, lately I've been super into, um, like, gardening boots or farm boots, I guess you could say. And mm -hmm. I have actually a project coming that I worked on with uh, my good friends at uh, Sky High Farm, Dan, Daphne, and Maddie, um, that I'm really excited awesome. about. Uh, Another Iraq connection, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That was, yeah. Um, I've been known Dan and my wife and I have been friends with him a long time, but mm -hmm. that was sort of like the starting point, which was a really, I, I think like a really cool project. I loved how that Iraq stuff uh, turned out. Um, with Sky High, and right. and you know it's an amazing farm upstate New York, a nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, everyone should check it out if they've never heard of it or look it up. Uh, it's for a good cause and you know food justice and uh, 
Um, so when Kanye wears those, you get it. Yeah. Well, you know what? And then that, so, so like I saw this thing, I started doing it cause to me, um, and I've been living in Seattle for a bit, uh, or by coastal, mm -hmm. uh, between here and New York, we still have a replacer, but, um, you know, like in the in the summer months, you can wear the Boston, but in the it gets so rainy and whatever. And it's kind of like the same thing, especially you know, like the this one brand bogs that you can slip into them. They have handles, and you can get it, and they have a little kick step. So it's and like they look good with all your pants if you have the confidence to tuck the the jean in, which yeah. is the one thing that takes a minute to kind of get over. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, that's that's sort of the tough point. But like you can see that it looks good. You know, mm -hmm. like Kanye has made it look good, and then the Balenciaga Crocs. And then, you know, and, and I think these things collectively happen, right? Uh, something gets in the zeitgeist where yeah. everyone starts gravitating towards yeah. it and it starts becoming a thing. And I, I just really started liking it. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And then I have another one that with the brand that, uh, you know, I probably uh, shouldn't, name. shouldn't name just yet. But uh, and it's actually just an SMU, but it's uh, one of it's, you know, one of my most favorite brands since childhood and the most, you know, I think the, the most legendary American designer um, and and a culturally important New York uh, shoe. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I was going to throw out some guesses, but I we'll... <laughs> yeah, you would get it right, right <laughs> okay. away. Okay, okay. <laughs> but... I, I want to ask you one more question before we get out of here. Didn't you say that Mark Parker came to Nort one time when you were oh, working yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, what was that like? Uh, he did. I think they might have all like been on the the PJ too with yeah. Stash and yeah and all the Nike executives. You know, I don't even through. think I knew who he was at the time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess he would have been CEO at that point. Yeah, uh, he was. Yeah. But uh, but I don't. Uh, you know, I don't. I was just kind of like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> you <laughs> know, like. But yeah, that was that was a, a cool moment. Um, and uh, there's a the you know like another cool moment. I think it was in Complex actually. I f I sent it to you, but. Uh, I'm wearing Bobito's shirt from Where'd You Get Those, which mm. is such an amazing mm. book. Uh, and, you know, I grew up listening to Stretch and Bobito. Those mm. are like two, you know, people that are so important to me as well. Um, and I'm holding a, a box and Fat Joe and Sean. And uh, yep. it's, it's so that. cool. Uh, you know, like that was another really cool North moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, Mark Parker. I was like, oh, who's that? You, you work for Nike. Yeah. For people, yelled at him for like messing up the shoes yeah. on the wall. You're like, hey, don't run on the lace to display. One thing I totally. one thing I always like asking when we have people who worked in like the cool retail stores, any any very random celebrities that used to come cons consistently that people may not have thought of, that were like good that like you don't see obviously use pre social media and stuff like that, but people who are into it who may not we may not have known. You know, so many. Like, I mean, Dave Chappelle at the time, mm. and then like one of the idiot coworkers like scared him away by kind of fanning out on him. He never came again. But his yeah. kid skated, and he would. That come was at North or at Supreme. Supreme. Okay. Um, uh, most deaf. Uh, who uh, you know, I ended up becoming. Well, I guess he doesn't go by that anymore. But yes yeah. became. Uh, yeah, yes and Bay became friendly with. Um, was such a rad dude. Like, talk about a you know gifted mind and, and just yeah. eccentric, interesting character. Uh, got really into skateboarding and then just so happened to love sneaker laces. And he, I mean, he was like Stark's biggest supporter. Wow. He wore him in like a neighborhood uh, shoot that he that you know, um, and was just like always in the shop hanging out for hours, just like gripping boards or we were gripping showing him how to grip boards wow. <laughs> he was gripping boards yeah yeah um i mean there were so many you know like i i forget uh, i remember like 
Kid Rock's publicist called us up and was like, make sure you roll out the red carpet. And we were like, wow. And like goofed him. So it was like so <laughs> lame. Like, Kid Rock wanted to right. skip the line at Supreme. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Photo T coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many stories from Supreme. I mean, yeah. and then also aggro customers. And, you know, because the sneaker had, once the, the resale thing started happening, people would get crazy. Like yeah. this dude, uh, through a, a De La Soul dunk. It was like the last one size 13 at the wall and like, you know, like uh, craziness because he, I don't know what happened, you know. The high? He, yeah, the high. Uh, and like one of the, Ryan, one of the OGs, you know, amazing New York City skateboarder and I think like ran and grabbed like a bat or a hammer. Wow. Like, the little Denny Supreme bat? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> again, you said that's what I was talking about yeah. where you those tie backs. We had the, the original bat that had like a, gonna get you suck a somebody rid on or yeah. something that was on that bat you know um but yeah wow too many stories well, <laughs> too I many bet, interesting people that, to name i mean diddy and malcolm mclaren you know like yeah. i mean when they were filming that uh you know to artists like damien hearst and oh, really yeah. really interesting uh people over the years do you ever walk in and like get nostalgia anymore or no Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I'm so emotionally invested in that brand. My yeah. time there, I was, you know, there for about a decade uh, yeah. is, you know, the, some of the most important work. And, and you know, it was a collective uh, mm -hmm. of all of us that, you know, I think uh, it, it will always be really special for me. Can you tell them to roll out the red carpet when you're, when you're coming in? <laughs> yeah, my, my old friends there, like, probably, like, curse me out <laughs> when I show up. No, they're still, they're still cool. And, uh, you know, and, and, and with all the rep with that store, like, a lot of it, you know, I think that was part of the interest about it all. You know, it's kind of yeah. like going to a retail space with uh, respect, you know, for as you should for everyone and anyone don't just like start messing up you know mm -hmm. shelves yeah. that are neatly folded or act like you know the the whole like customer is always right like i don't know you know like i think it's it's important to treat everyone with respect mm -hmm. right uh and you know and, and some of it used to be a little well back in the day i think it's probably gotten better over the years sure. i don't know I, I hardly am in there anymore but you know yeah, definitely me as a young intern, I was a little shook to go in there. Like, oh, you know? Well, that skate culture, too. The yeah. music was loud. It was bright. Like, yeah. my friends that I grew up with in the city would come in and always kind of be like, I feel uncomfortable in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. You mentioned a couple projects that you're working on you kind of like were obscure about it is there anything that before we go you want to talk about or um, wait wait and see or, or what i know that you're you always got your hands in something yeah you know nothing that that's i already sort of mentioned yeah uh, nothing that maybe comes to mind at the moment um but and also it's like you know you always got to be kind of like careful with those things yeah. so you don't want to upset anyone but uh but I mean, all of it, really. Yeah. You know, I, I really try to always take on work and uh, that I think has significance and try my hardest. You know, I mean, when you've put as much product into the world as someone like myself, like yep. it's it starts to weigh on you. You know, like you, every little detail really matters yeah. because these are things that could end up in landfill or you know that are contributing to climate change. We all have a, all creative designers. Uh, I think have a, a real. Um, importance to, to to really try their best to make sure that something comes out as perfect as it could that mm -hmm. people will cherish it and will love it uh you know for years and hopefully end up in a vintage uh, store or whatever so. awesome alex thanks so much for joining us this has been the complex sneakers podcast we hope everyone has a great weekend please like subscribe we will see you next week
Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. 